You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad to have my friend Bishop Wells here with me to have a true heart-to-heart, candid conversation on the issues of race and faith with regard to things that are going on and uh, relationship and fellowship within the body of Christ. Amen. So I'm Pastor Andrew Romine here at CTK, which is Christ the King Apostolic Church. And I want to introduce Bishop Wells. I've been here for five years now, and it wasn't long after I came that you opened your arms and and uh, greeted us, invited Amen. us to come minister, and have become a great friend and support. And I appreciate your ministry. You are pastor at O'Fallon Apostolic Assembly. That's correct. In the 38th year. Yes, sir. And I believe, uh, according to the Pastors Network, you're the longest tenured pastor here in the city of O'Fallon. And so I commend you for your faithfulness and admire not only your ministry, but um, uh, I love your, your stand for the truth, the oneness of God. Thank you. And uh, everything. Thank you're, you. You're pastor there, but you're bishop also of the Southern Illinois uh, Midwestern District Council, yes, the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World. That's right. And uh, I've got a, uh, just had a great faith heritage going back with the PAW many years and, and uh, my family, my heritage coming into the church in Indianapolis where it's headquarters in Bishop Haywood. And so, yes, uh, amen. It's, uh, it's just tremendous to be here together today. And I love what I feel in fellowship, but we are uh, going to address some things that we, f- we, we need to address and need to deal with. And I thank you for taking the time to come today and just sit down out of your busy schedule and share your heart. Well, Pastor Romine, Romine I'm just happy to be involved, and, Amen. and I'm honored that you would consider to have this discussion with me, Amen. and hopefully that we can together encourage our respective flocks and our community at large Amen. about what we know to be the mind of God the in, mind in of moments God. like this. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Jumping right in with regard to all of the things that have happened in these, not, not just the last week with uh, George Floyd and Minneapolis, but all the other things that have been leading up to this. And then even before the the episodes this year, there's always something that's just an undertow that we've dealt with. What are your thoughts and feelings, or were your thoughts and feelings, I guess, when news first comes out of uh, of Minneapolis of what went on and the tragic uh, results there? Well, uh, I'd have to say that one of my knee-jerk reactions to it was not again. All right. Uh, We had not long heard about Ahmaud Arbery in um, Georgia. Yep. And uh, what had happened in the case that led up to his killing. Right. And and now we are hearing about George Floyd. Yeah. And, uh, and, And what was so shockingly different is that it's as almost as though we were witnessing it in real time. Right. And uh, I think that it just shocked the sense of everyone mm-hmm. who uh, looked at it, and even the folks who were unable to look at it but heard about it, mm-hmm. that, that such brutality 
right. could be inflicted on a citizen and um, someone who was not armed mm -hmm. uh, by the people who were charged with our mutual protection. Right. And it's, right. it was just so disturbing on so many different levels. But when you, when you look at it from the prism of, of being black in America, mm -hmm. unfortunately, the takeaway is that it's not really new. Yeah. And that's probably the piece that hurts yeah. the most, yeah. that this seems to be yeah. the usual, the norm, or what's yeah. understood to be yeah. how life is yeah. for many black folks in this country. And the Amy Cooper story and the other stories, I mean, we could throw in, and I think the medium of video, when you say real time, makes it so in your face. Yes. But then we also can probably say for everything that's caught on video, how much isn't caught on video. I have felt that deeply. I have felt that same idea very deeply. And uh, it just says again that something is so desperately wrong. Mm -hmm. um, that these kind of things just seem to happen over and over again. Mm -hmm. and, and the piece I really want to emphasize that, that as horrendous as the act itself was is the sense that there's hardly going to be any real justice after the fact. Mm -hmm. uh, the black community, I believe, at large has very little hope or confidence that uh, the perpetrators in this case yeah. are going to be reasonably... Um, judged mm -hmm. for what they've done. And so consequently, it's bad enough that you have no one to protect you on the streets, mm -hmm. but you don't even have anyone to protect, uh, you know, your rights as a whole in the, in the as, a, as it relates yeah. to the society that we live in. Yeah. So, so I think that, that that really pours salt into the wound right. and it makes it so painful and so, so little to hope in. Yeah. And that people that is without a hope yeah. is a very desperate people. Right. Amen. Amen. And, and the hopelessness, I think we're seeing expressed the reactions. And so obviously we would not condone violence and we would not condone these things. But sure. when the world descends to hopelessness, when anyone descends to hopelessness uh, without uh, the healing power of love and the gospel, it's a scary, it's a scary place. It's a very scary place. So I, I'm motivated uh, ever more by uh, Paul's words in many places of the church, and we can talk about all those, but in Galatians 6 where he says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Um, so thus, I think the question, how... How are you feeling? And when we spoke, and I know others you, you've spoken with, saying, hey, we love you, we're praying for you, and what can we do? And that's why we're having this conversation, because uh, even though I may not understand, I cannot understand your emotions, I cannot understand your feelings in that sense, having not walked there and felt that, you're my brother in Christ. Yes. And so I... I Bearing one another's burdens in love. Um, I want to I ask you this question uh, here, and, and that is because there is negativity. I, I want to put two things. Number one, I want to ask you, what do you see in the church us doing right? Um, and then the follow-up question is, where is there more work to be done? Mm -hmm. 
I, I think that the thing that we are doing right is first pausing to consider what the Lord has said. Um, it, it would be simplicity itself mm -hmm. for us just to act out of what we are feeling okay. and what our traditional thoughts might have been or might be. But when we pause to, to consult the word of God, mm. Lord, what is it that we should do? Oh, yes. Because I, I was sharing with some people earlier today, you know, they were asking, well, what is our church going to do with all of this? And what are we going to do about this? Well, and I told them that the thing that we really need to do first is hear from God. Oh, wow. There, yes. there is a moment where we think we know what to do. All right. But we really don't. All right. And, and if you listen right. carefully, even the, the prognosticators and the people who are in the know, they're saying, we don't really know what to do. When we look at the, 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 the protests on the streets, they are trying to do something, but they really don't know if All that's right. going to be effective. Yeah. And so what we have to do is pause and hear from yes. God. Lord, what would you have yes. us to do? We yes. need to be yes. still yes. and know that he's God. Amen. Lord, what is your direction for us? Amen. And so I think when we do that and we hear what the mind of the Lord is, yes. we'll have a better sense of direction of how we are to proceed. Amen. Amen. What, speaking on the word, what scriptures come to your mind in these times? Well, I, I think that anytime we, we cross these sort of um, uh, episodes, the scriptures that relate to our brotherhood right. and, and, and to our uh, togetherness and to our oneness as mm -hmm. a family mm -hmm. of, of man mm -hmm. uh, are the thoughts that really loom large in my thinking. Uh, when I think about what, what's happening today, one of the scriptures that comes to mind is out of Romans where Paul says to us that in love we ought to accept one another. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, to me that says, I may not agree with you, I may not understand you, All right. but because you are my brother, I accept you. Yes. And, and, and I accept whatever you're saying or however you may be feeling as legitimate because that's how you think and how right. you feel. Right, right. I'm not to dismiss that. Right. And, and consequently dismiss you right. as though you don't count. Right. And I think that that's what the yes. Black Lives Matter is trying to say. Yeah. I don't know if they're being altogether as successful with it, but I think they're trying to say th that we need to be accepted. We need to, to, to be treated as though we are part yeah. of yep. the norm, the mainstream, yeah. and we need to be uh, uh, received as part of that body. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that that's one of the main large ideas that comes to my mind. And there's a plethora of other related scriptures that go along right. with that frame, same frame of mind where the Lord tells us and, and talks to us. Uh, Acts chapter 17, Paul on Mars Hill, yes. that all men are made of one blood. Amen. Yes. And, and, right. and he has made us without, he who made us made us without yes. hands and so on. <laughs> and and. We, we need to recognize the humanity mm -hmm. that binds us all together Amen. and the one God who is Amen. God and Father Amen. of us Amen. all. Amen. Amen. I love uh, two things. One, when they asked him to teach us how to pray, he says, our Father. Yes. He begins. So we cannot even approach God without recognizing that, I'm, that Lord, I'm not the only one you love. Yes. I'm not the only one you died for. We're all, you know, and you talked about that um, for me, Galatians 3. It's yes. so powerful. Yes. There's no Jew, no Gentile, bond-free, male, female. And he's not discrediting how God made us, but he's letting us know that there's no disadvantage. Yes. 
to anyone in the body of Christ. And uh, I think that's so important. I heard a, uh, a pastor uh, say last night that uh, he agreed with the sentiment that lives matter, black lives matter. Mm-hmm. But he said, okay, but a lot of things matter. That's not the issue. Are we to a place where your life is equal? My yes. life is equal. Yes. Yes. And that, I think, is what Paul was actually saying. There's no Jew or Greek. He was not, he was not dismantling what God created. Right, right. He was saying we are equal. My pastor always used a statement, we're level at the foot of the cross. Yes, yes. You yes. can pray for me. You can preach into me. You can encourage me. You right. can strengthen right. me. Regardless of the color of your skin, your language, or your gender, it's the fact that you're, you're a child of God just like I am. Right. And so, And I think that to make that happen, Pastor, is we have to get out of ourselves mm-hmm. and whatever that is as it relates to our fleshly way of thinking, our natural backgrounds, our traditional state of mind, yeah. and, and try to take on, as you mentioned earlier, intentional, intentional. being intentional about taking on the mind of Christ, right. moving out of our own comfort zones. I had a moment the other day that, that to me was quite startling. Uh, my wife and I, we were attempting to look at the news, and uh, she had told me before she did not want to see what had happened to George Floyd. She, when, when that came on, turned, I don't want to see that. Yeah. But then this day, she had talked with my son, who's a police officer in Belleville, and uh, having talked with him and found out how deeply moved he was about it, she wanted to see it then. And uh, so we were trying to sort through that, and she indicated to me that it was difficult for her, but she felt an obligation to do it, to connect with him as her child. But part of the difficulty was is that when she saw Mr. Floyd, she saw our boy. Yeah. And, and so as a man, and as a black man, mm-hmm. that, that's much of what goes through my head yeah. whenever I see anything. Right. Like, that could yeah. be me, yeah. or that could be my son. But it was a whole different level when my wife says, but that's my boy. Right. That's my baby. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I can't profess to know and feel like a mother would, right. like a yeah. woman would yeah. about her yeah. child. Right. But it opened up a whole nother panorama of how I should be trying to think. Mm-hmm. I can't act dismissively toward that right. because I can't yeah. naturally relate to it. Yeah. But it's true and it exists. And I can only um, I, I, I can only assume what she's feeling when he's calling out for his mother. Yes, oh my personal. God, yes, yes. The, the depth of that man's despair, yeah. you know, where he felt he was down to calling on the last hope that he'd ever known right the person who probably all of his life yeah. been the one rescuing from whatever situation he yeah. was in and she's been gone right for a number of yeah. years but to call her out i think speaks of, of of how desperate he was in those waning moments of his life i have to confess i have not watched it because mm-hmm. i huh, i mean i know the story you know, with everything, how can you not? But the thought of watching that just terrifies me in that sense. Those those long minutes, that's, um, I, th- you know, at first I was, uh, and, and maybe I will get to that point, but I, I, I've had other friends um, uh, uh, 
even black pastors say, I haven't watched it yet because I don't want it just to be, I don't want to be numb to it, that this is just something, well, there's an, another case and whatnot. Mm. The issue within the church, that, that happened. The issue within the church, though, goes back to um, relationships. And I, I, I know that my goal as a pastor is to have a relationship with everyone in the body of Christ, whether they look like me, talk mm -hmm. like me, um, that when they're hurting, that I can minister to them, that I can help them. Now, I have a responsibility as a, just as a human being to my fellow citizens and to my community and accountability, but that begins in the church. And if it doesn't exist in the church, it's not gonna exist. Absolutely, absolutely. In my community. It's moments like this that the world is looking for leadership. Yes. And, and they're looking for right and righteous yes. leadership. Yes. yes. And if you can't yes. find that in the church, yes. where are you going to find it? Right, right. And so they're looking up to us to see how yes. we yes. respond and react in, this, in yes. a moment like this. Yes. And, I, and I do agree with you 100%. We need to be at a place having relationships already. And, and, and yes. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing when we react to the situation like this and go out and make relationships, yeah. but it is far and away better it's if we plan. have relationships Amen. already. Amen. Amen. And I think that that's what God would want of us. And that doesn't exist everywhere within the church, but it does exist, and I, and I praise God for that. Uh, uh, huge influence in my life was the fact that it did exist um, in Indianapolis, uh, you know, in, in the likes of uh, Bishop Tyson and... Bishop Golder and, mm -hmm. and all of those going back to uh, Bishop Tolman and all the way back to Bishop Haywood and we could go on but I praise God for those things and that's what I think we need is a revival of relationships in that you, you were talking and you made a reference and I'm jumping ahead of some of my other questions here <laughs> but you made a reference that we cannot dismiss another person's pain and yes. before that we turned the cameras on we were talking about the reality that someone in an isolated place say in you know montana manitoba that's n never traveled out they're not going to understand new york city right. or what it's like right. uh they can't figure that out but when a roadblock to relationship is when we deny someone else's experience or somebody else's absolutely, so absolutely. just because i may be ignorant of it not seen it, not experienced it, doesn't take it away from you. And as my brother in Christ, Corinthians says, love believes all things. Yes, yes, yes. And can can I, I delve just a little bit further into that, please. Pastor, and say, I think the propensity for us to dismiss each other mm -hmm. is in itself an act of pride. Mm. That, that, oh. that we yes. are just so self-involved oh, yes. as though there's nothing oh, else yes. Yes. other than us. Yes. And the whole cycle of the universe yes. has to revolve wow. in my sphere. Right. And, and what God is trying to tell us is, no, that's not the case. That's right. You need to get out of you. All right. And understand there's a lot more to this than mm -hmm. what meets your eye and your experience. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you'll find God stretching you. Yes, God's God. helping us to have more experience, Amen. more understanding, and more awareness. Paul said it this way, I become all things to all men, that yes. by all means I might save some. Amen, amen. 
We can't do that just being stuck in our own That's little right. world. Right, right. Uh, that issue of pride is so big because I really think at the, at the root of every prejudice is pride. At the root yes. of every racism is pride. Yes. It's saying, no, it's, it's all about me. And the Bible says the last days men will be lovers of Oh, my, my, yes, yes. Aren't we seeing it? So this is not just a, uh, this is not just a community issue. This is a spiritual warfare issue. It is indeed. It is indeed. It is a spiritual warfare. And, and if I can just kind of swerve for just a moment, it is the Pentecostal movement in America's history mm -hmm. that started, by most accounts, mm -hmm. at Azusa Street in mm -hmm. 1906. Right. Uh, under the leadership of a black man, yes. um, Pastor Seymour. Yes. And under Bishop Seymour, it was a mixed congregation of people. That's right. That God filled them with the Holy right. Ghost. Right. And for some three or more years, they mm -hmm. worshiped God together. They took a lot of slings and arrows from the community that surrounded them. They did. But among themselves, yes. they had a tightness and a yes. oneness yes. Yes. that yes. we really need to not only admire, Amen. but hold up as the standard of what church is really supposed to be. Yes, what it looks like. Yes. And that was that's the template at Pentecost in Acts 2. That's Absolutely. The in the book of Acts. Um, what... Uh, we're 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 uh, we're on history. So you, you made this statement about history. I love history. <laughs> Me too. I, I, I don't want to miss that because I want you to talk about that. Talk about the history because I think that is a is a big reality. Yes, uh, and and so many of our early leaders. You made mention of Bishop G. T. Haywood, one of the prominent pastors in the uh, late teens and through the 1920s. Yes. In the city of Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, one of the things that made him so prominent, mm -hmm. in addition to his many gifts, right. the man was a songwriter, the man was an author, the man was an artist. Yes. He had so many yep. gifts working yep. for him. But the thing that I think that the Lord used to be the, the, the seal on his ministry was that he attracted people of all different kinds of racial That's backgrounds. Right. Yes, he did. And, and they had no problem in following his leadership. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and I think that that's where we really need to strive to get to. A lot of times you hear people say, well, I'm colorblind. Well, you know, nobody's really colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest about that. Right. Yeah. But, but, the real, but the real challenge we face is can you accept me, All right. you know, yes. despite the differences in our colors? Right. Can we treat each other right. as brothers and sisters right. despite the differences yes. in how yes. we may appear? Yes. And so historically, the uh, Pentecostal movement in general, the apostolic Pentecostal movement yes. in particular, yes. really has striven, in my estimation, to a good degree, to try to, to manage the church in that kind of way. Yeah, bridge those gaps. We need, yes. we need to be above. Yes. Now, we haven't always been successful. That's right. We've got to That's tell right. the truth about that. That's we haven't right. always been successful. And sometimes we have allowed ourselves to cave in to that natural thing yeah. of, of sticking with our own tribe. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe perhaps it is in these last days yes. that God is doing something so dramatic yes. where he's knitting our hearts back together Amen. as his people. Amen. Praise God. And I think that's, that's my prayer. That's my desire. Um, the, the, the most valued book, uh, in my estimation, in my family, my, my father still has it, um, is a book out of Bishop Haywood's library, uh, my great-grandfather, 
was the first one to make it into truth, and he was a minister there in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And at the funeral, Sister Haywood called all of the ministers into his office, mm-hmm. and she gave all the ministers present a book. Oh, my. Wow. And so my <laughs> great-grandfather, who passed away, and I never knew him, mm-hmm. in the front page wrote down the uh, itinerary of the funeral. My and so Lord. the program of his funeral is written in that book. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I told you this the other day that I owe my spiritual freedom. Yes, yeah, absolutely. To this man who was the son of two North Carolina slaves. Mm-hmm. And it was the work of the Holy Ghost that allowed him to go then. I, I can't even imagine that to minister to somebody not like him. So uh, this was apostolic, biblical. Wow. What things. Uh, are there things in the church you see that you're saying, yes, this is what we need more of? Are, are there, where are the areas where we can work on? Okay. Um, well, I'm looking at this right now and saying, right. yes, this, this is how it ought to go. Amen. Uh, even, even further, uh, Pastor Roman, the fact that you reached out to me, uh, Pastor Townsley, another yes. uh, white apostolic pastor, reached out to me. Right here in this city. To, yes. To, yes, to say, yes. you know, first of all, how are you doing? Right. How are you feeling with all of this? Right. Uh, then secondly, what should I be thinking? What should I be doing with my congregation or with my people uh, to further and help this situation right. along? Yes. I think that those are profound steps in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Your sensitivity, your interest, your caring, mm-hmm. that's just absolutely huge. But as we all work toward the same thing and pray for about the same thing. We're opening ourselves not just to each other, right. but we're opening ourselves to God. Amen. Lord, what is it that you would have Amen. us to do? Yes, Lord. Since we've been here this afternoon, yeah. I received a text message inviting me to a Black Lives Matter march. Mm. I, totally unexpected. <laughs> but my, my thought is, okay, but is that really what God wants me to do? At this particular moment in time, is that what he wants me to do? If if I get the sense that that's the direction the spirit wants me to go, amen. Amen. But I'm looking to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. And so I think that going forward, Pastor Romain, we all want to know what God's will is. And I think that as we represent this unified front, and as I told my members earlier this afternoon, I've got to go meet with Pastor Romain. Mm -hmm. And I've uh, got a meeting later on with some other uh, white city Amen. officials and what have you. Amen. But I was trying to let them know that, yes, we are trying to move, but we're moving as God opens doors Amen. and as God gives direction. Praise God. Praise God. Spirit, being spirit-led, we've got to be led by the Spirit. Yes. Uh, because if we're not, we'll always fall prey to our own pride. Yes, yes, and absolutely. We'll, we'll never see beyond that. I asked you the question, do you think uh, that the issue is a breakdown in relationships? Um, I, I'm, I'm thankful that we're having this conversation, mm-hmm. and I'm, but I'm more thankful that we have the relationship that predates this conversation. Is it enough just to have conversations? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, I'm, I'm almost certain that there are other things that are going to be required of us to not only soothe, but to set in motion mm-hmm. the, the things that are going to make for lasting change. Yeah. And I think that that's our goal. We want to find uh, how God would use us to create 
some lasting change. I think part of the temptation with, with events like this is that we're looking for something to happen immediately that we're all gonna feel better about and think that that's gonna be the end of it. But it's not. There's going to be some things that God is going to seed in place that are going to grow into what we need to make lasting change. How do we change our culture? How do we affect not only our congregation but our communities? And I think that the more God gives us to be visible and to be interactive with them to whatever extent, I think the better off we are to help make some change that is going to be enduring. Amen. If I could offer this, to those in our congregation, those in our churches, those that may be watching this later on. I think uh, a couple weeks ago I was teaching from a series in Ephesians where Paul talks about how we are joined together. And it's just talking about before all of this unfolded, before mm-hmm. the events of all of this, I was talking about how coming together, we're coming together differently. And so you've got, there's got to be work involved on that. It's just not going to happen automatically, but the Lord brings us together. And so I offered in my Bible study three weeks ago or so, three personal rules for me dealing with people problems. And the first Mm -hmm. rule for me that I always start off with is never assume. Do not put faith in what you do not know. The second thing is have empathy. So seek to, seek to put yourself in their shoes and try to understand or at least recognize that there's no way I can understand. Mm-hmm. And then the third is to show grace, to show grace even in what you do know. Paul says forbearing one another mm-hmm. or making allowances. Yes. Good. And Very I think good. in all of those things, the attitude, if, if I could reduce those three things down to one, I, I think the word listen is a powerful word. Mm-hmm. And I've heard others using that word. Listen to the Spirit. Yes. yes. First and foremost, always listen to the word. I know mm-hmm. you brought that up. Mm-hmm. But my intent is also to listen to my brother. Yes. And I'm going to take a cue from you because you're spirit filled. We're born in the same blood of the lamb. Yes. Absolutely. Then I am uh, the random, uh, uh, you know, anchor commentator yes, on the absolutely. news media or the latest tweet or a post on social media the most powerful thing we have is the power power of the spirit and so i would encourage people just to listen um that is part of relationships and if you can't do that that's a roadblock one of my favorite passages in scripture of, of many <laughs> is a, in first chronicles 20 and it relates uh, King Jehoshaphat uh, preparing to lead Judah out to war. Mm-hmm. And he has put the nation on a fast, and uh, they are praying. And he's praying a right prayer. He's yeah. talking to God about how great he is and how he's delivered his forebears and ancestors and all of these kind of situations. And, uh, but he acknowledges he needs God's leadership. We don't know yes. quite what to do here. And then somewhere, I, I'm saying, from, from the back of the church, some person who is nondescript, had no real reputation before or after, speaks up and prophetically, God uses them wow. and to speak to Jehoshaphat mm-hmm. and say, this is what I want you to do. Wow. So, so related to that idea, Pastor Roman, I'm feeling like now God is saying, I'm going to speak to one of you. All right. And when the call comes from that All direction right. or from this direction, right. I want you to respond All to right. it. Yes. Hear my spirit 
yes. through my servant. All right, yes. And move according to yes, that direction yes, yes. that I'm giving you. Amen. And, and, and oh my God, I just feel the Holy Ghost Hallelujah. all up in Amen. that. Amen, right now. That, that yes. God is saying that, that that's how I'm going to move and show you the direction all right. that's not just for you individually, Amen. but for the body of Christ in Amen. the area. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, the gifts of the Spirit are given for the church. Yes. It's to be a blessing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, yes, so we could we could talk all night uh, or all day, <laughs> all afternoon. Um, so I'm thankful for everyone, first of all. I'm thankful for you, thankful for what God's done. But I'm thankful for everyone that will come across this video, that will take the time to sit and, and listen yes. with so much noise going on Amen. in our world and to open up their heart and I we need prayer and I guess I, I love we don't we don't like to be able to say I don't know what to do <laughs> right right but there is something liberating when you come to the Lord and say Lord I don't know what to do yes and so that's a little bit where I'm at. That's a little Amen. bit where a lot of people and are. And we all are. I mean, when you throw on top of that the pandemic and COVID. And you oh, talk, my I mean, God, this yes. This is just a, we're history in the making right yes. now. Yes, yes. Before we go to that prayer, what in, uh, I know we've talked about what's good, but are you encouraged? Is that, This is an opportunity. What, what encourages you? What motivates you? Well, uh, you know, I, I take a lot from what you just said okay. in that this is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So much of life is how you view it. And we can look at this negatively and, and we can talk about all of the downsides of it. But if we can pause long enough to feel like there's something in this. All right. There's something that God is all working right. in this yes. that's going to benefit me. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a friend of mine teaching earlier today. He said, whenever I approach a difficulty in life, I ask myself a simple question. Do you love God? All right. And if he says, if my answer is yes, then the scripture speaks to him how the Lord is going to bless those that love him and are the mm -hmm. called according mm -hmm. to his purpose, mm -hmm. that all things are going to work together for your good. Amen. Even if it doesn't look good, doesn't Amen. feel good, Amen. God is going to help you because Amen. you love him and you are called according to his purpose. So I think that we need to look at this as an opportunity. Yes. And see it for a virtuous thing. Amen. Not that it's a good thing that, that the young man died and not right. for how the pain is inflicted upon not only his family, but our nation right. as a whole. Right. Right. As, an, as a whole, our nation is hurting about this. But something good is going to In come Jesus out of it. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. And I believe God for that. Amen. Amen. Well, as we close here today, why don't you just lead us in prayer? Let's pray together. And if... Those that are watching, I'd encourage you, <laughs> wherever you're watching,